this is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from BWE League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Today on Hustle and Pro, we have Noah Westerfield joining us. Noah's a former Frisco student athlete and now works in sports here in Frisco. How are you today, Noah? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm great. I'm excited to learn a little bit about your story. So first, I want to learn some quick favorites about you. Who would you say your favorite team is of all time? Favorite team, New Orleans Saints. Oh, no. Until I die. New Orleans Saints oh come gosh. up this Sunday night, 7 p.m. is going in. I know. We're going in. It's going to be in New Orleans. Well, it's going to be in the Big Easy. We're ready. This podcast will air after that Cowboys-New Orleans game. So okay. I'm going to go ahead now and call a, a Cowboys win. Ooh. I know. You gonna put money on it? No, because I don't know as, enough, as much about it as you, since you're a football guy. But I mean, I'm gonna say yeah, my Cowboys are gonna yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, for the home team. I got so you. So we'll see. We'll see. If if not, I'm gonna cut this section out. Okay. So nobody will ever even know about it. I got you. <laughs> what about your favorite all-time athlete? All-time athlete, it would have to be Joe Horn. Uh, wide, you know, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, back a few years ago, a guy that not many people talk about uh, for what he did for the city of New Orleans and everything, kind of getting that uh, program back, you know, back in the right way. So, you know, his quarterback was Aaron Brooks. Running back was Deuce McAllister. Um, a lot of uh, really, you know, great guys that could play the game at a high level, but just weren't able to really succeed just due to the the situation as far as football. I mean, they were last in the NFC North. I mean, they were, you know, the when? laughing stock. When was that? And that was like 2004, 2005, 2006. Okay. So like right before, you know, we made that jump with Drew Brees. Okay, and, I was going to say, know, I mean, yeah, yeah, before, yeah, we right were, before Brees. Exactly. So like Deuce McAllister, I mean, that's a guy, you know, running back, great running back also. I mean, they were all in that era right before Drew Brees came and when okay. Aaron Brooks was kind of leading the ship and it just wasn't... Uh, it just didn't look good. It okay. just didn't look good, but I was a diehard fan, though. But he's your favorite, so yeah, something yeah, looks Joe, good. Yeah, yeah Joe Horn, yeah, he scored a touchdown back in, I think it was 05, and he had his phone in the um, upright, he pulled the phone out, and made a phone, uh, <gasps> yes. phone call to his mom, and yes. that was a moment where I was like, I want to be able to call my mom Okay, big game. You know, it was, Got it was it. one of those situations. See, the name didn't sound familiar yeah. to me personally, mm-hmm. but now that you say that, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Joe Horn, Joe Horn. So uh, what's your favorite sport to play? Uh, definitely basketball. Basketball, what? yeah, yeah. I grew up, um, you know, I didn't start playing football until I was in fourth grade. I hated football when I first started. I was a big, clumsy, really soft, nice kid that, you know, everybody kind of pushed around. I was real soft. Um, I didn't like football, so basketball, I was a hooper since I was four. Uh, my brothers and sisters all play basketball, and yeah, I was always naturally really good at basketball, so I love playing. So uh, hmm. yeah, so football's so, sort of like a secondary, you know, as far as well, the loving to play. You surprised me because we're going to talk about football today. Yeah, we are, Maybe we, we are, need to we switch are. gears and talk about basketball <laughs> yeah. instead. Um, so then, what's your favorite sport when you choose to watch on TV? What's your favorite there? Favorite sports watch on TV? Tennis. What? Tennis for sure. Oh my gosh. Tennis for sure. I mean, I mean, it's just so exciting. It's so cool. I mean, I just love watching the game. I mean, I do enjoy watching football. I do enjoy, you know, watching basketball, but I've been, you know, I played those for so long. I mean, it's sort of like that athlete burnout, you know, yeah. concept as far as, you know, you're in something so long, you're so invested in something that it becomes work at, you know, a certain point. Yeah. So um, I would definitely say tennis because I tried to play tennis after watching Serena and I'm just, I'm, I'm absolutely terrible. It's so harder I than think, it looks. Exactly. So I think it's like, I have so much like, you know, just, just, just like admiration for just watching them play. Yeah, there it's fun to watch. What's the farthest you've ever traveled to maybe play sports or to go watch sports? Uh, Sydney, Australia, mm-hmm. uh, back in 2016 for the Sydney Cup uh, with my, you know, you know, Go Bears, Cow Bears and everything. We went and played uh, Hawaii down, down, in, uh, down in Sydney, Australia. So that was a 13-hour uh, plane trip and the longest I've ever been in a plane over, 
you know, the Pacific Ocean. I mean, it was one of those things where I was just, it's a little too much. But I mean, it was it was a really cool experience. Any sports superstitions? Hmm. When you were a player, yeah, you had to do, or else it just it just wouldn't the game work. wasn't going to go right. Um, I would definitely say crack my fingers before every single play. Before every play, every single play, I would crack my fingers. That's a lot of cracking. That's a lot of cracking. Yeah, but I probably have something wrong. I'm probably arthritis in my fingers when I'm when I'm older. But yeah, cracking my fingers before every every single one of them before every single play. Just to be ready, like yeah, you just had to be just... ready. And it was more of like a nervous thing. It was more of a ner- uh, you know nervous tip that I would just kind of just boom, 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 right. boom, boom every single play. And my coach was like, "Dude, why are you doing this?" I'm like, "I don't know. I've done it since I was five years old." So, you know, more like a habit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more of a habit. Let's rewind to okay. your Frisco playing days when you were littler. So we've okay. we've heard you played basketball and football. You've probably maybe played some other stuff. So so are you from around here originally? And what sports did you play when you were littler? That kind of thing. Of course, yeah. So I moved here when I was five years old from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, all my family's from Chicago, but we all kind of moved to Texas. You know, when I was younger. But um, yeah, so sport wise, I played basketball since I was four years old. I've always loved basketball. But football, I got into when I was in fourth grade. And like I said before, you know, I wasn't that good. I was kind of the bigger, soft kid. And um, my first year, I played with the Eagles. So guys like Kelly Cordova, you may remember, he was a big-time player out in Frisco. He he went to Kansas Westland. Um, So he was on my teammates, you know, good friends. Um, we were absolutely terrible. We were not good at all. Um, and he was the, everybody get the ball to Kelly. That was the game plan. And Noah, you just kind of stand over. I, you know, I case with shoes. I didn't have cleats yet. You know, it was one of those situations where my parents just weren't prepared for football. Yeah. You know, they just knew about basketball, but football it was more so. Okay, just go out there and try to have fun. Um, and in fifth grade, uh, I started playing with a Longhorn. So that's um, uh, Jake Reed's team. So you know, his son plays for Georgia now. He's doing you know you know really big things. So. Luckily, I got a good coach. I got under him, and uh, he kind of, you know, helped me realize how big I was and, you know, how strong I was and how smart I was. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can, you know, get this football thing, you know, uh, you know a chance. So, yeah. um, so it was a really good experience with them. I won a co-defensive player of the year my second year playing football. And then from there, it was just, it just took off because I, you know, realized my size, you know. What is your size? My size. So right now, I'm actually 6'3", 232. So that was my last uh, weigh-in about two days ago in height and everything. But, I mean, playing days, I mean, back in, you know, at Cal, I was as big as 265. And then um, back at SME this past fall season, I was 253. When I said, what's your size, I can't believe I asked you and you answered. I would oh. never ask, like, a woman, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. what's your size? Yeah, yeah. How much that's do you weigh? That's something football I meant, like, playing days, but I'm, I'm glad you answered both. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, it. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that was a serious question, so, I thought. <laughs> no, it was. I just meant, like, yeah. what was your playing size, but uh, I love no, it. Um, yeah. It's not like you're that far out of playing anyways. I mean, oh, yeah. you're still... Yeah, definitely. definitely. I mean, it's only, like, a, what, a few months now, so... So, um, you mentioned you got Defensive Player of the Year second year playing so you focus on football as you're going into like middle and high school is that all you did uh no so actually i played with darren williams elite i played with team texas i played with a lot of au basketball teams okay. all the way to my sophomore year in high school oh so, so basketball yeah. stayed with you yeah so basketball into football, high school. yeah we're in, you know football in texas is very um run by the state so it's all school stuff so you don't so you don't really have as many like select or uh travel football teams um i did play with the ga giants so with uh, jamal adams with them but that was only in sixth grade and seventh grade. Um, but yeah, but but really basketball, I played AAU travel basketball all the way up to I was in tenth grade. But football was more so of a school thing. Was there a time when you had to choose? Uh, 
never really a time where I had to choose. Uh, Marty C. Cordover at Wakeland, he tried to make me think that my freshman year. Uh, I love you, coach. But, um, you know, he was always like, come on, man, you're a football player. You're a football player. You know, stop messing with basketball. You're a football player. And, you know, of course, any football player, I mean, any football coach is going to tell you that. Right. But, um, I mean, I was always athletic enough to play both, and I was always healthy enough to play both. So, I mean, I was like, why should I make a decision? And I played basketball all the way to my senior year. Shout out to Coach Benningfield. He's over at Heritage Heritage, Heritage Coyotes now. I don't know why he's over there. <laughs> but, um, but you know, it was a, it was a great experience playing both all the way to my senior year. Did you ever consider playing, trying to be a two-sport athlete in college? Um, I did. So um, I did have some offers coming out of high school to play both, but, um, you know, my body just wasn't going to handle that. You know, yeah. you know, you know, That's handle tough that. to it make just, that work. I mean, yeah. there's only a few that can exactly. pull that off, and mm-hmm. those are two really physical sports. Exactly, too. yeah. So then, so you headed over to Cal. Cal, yes. To play football. Mm-hmm. And so when did you know that was happening? Uh, so I was actually committed to Northwestern up in Chicago to go play with my family, you know, just around them. And I was committed for seven months there. And um, I remember I went up for my official visit uh, in December. And, you know, December in Chicago is not uh, it's fun. Not, it's not fun. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I went there for my official visit. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm accustomed to the, you know, to the cold and everything. But I guess being up there and going through things as far as, like, being a football player and kind of walking around campus and kind of, you know, you know, moving around with friends and everything – it just was, you know, wasn't something that I was used to, and I thought I was gonna be used to it. Um, so after I got home, I was like, you know what, mom and dad, um, this is might be something I want to reconsider. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always had Cal and some, you know, other West Coast schools come knocking on the door, and they were always kind of calling me towards the end of, you know, you know, it was like what it was about about two weeks away from signing day, and they were like, hey, you want to come on an official visit? And I was like, oh wow, so it was down to the last yeah, it was well, like down like, signing yeah, days, yeah, not like yeah. you couldn't have gone after exactly that sunny yeah. California got you there exactly. And you know, Coach Dykes and his staff, I mean, I mean, he's from Texas originally, mm-hmm. you know with Spike and them. So, I mean, it was a natural connection just with the staff from, you know, you know, you know, you know, being from Texas and wanting to get guys from Texas. So they were, you know, just in the, you know, in the area, you know, you know, you know, really tough. So I felt like a really good, you know, connection with the coaching staff. Did you make the right decision? Oh yeah. Yeah. I love Berkeley, California. Yeah. It was a, it was a great time. A lot of people here might say, well, Berkeley, California, well, that's kind of, you know, out there a little left, but, um, I had probably the best experience you possibly could have. I mean, of course it was some, you know, goods and bads, but I had a really good college experience. You ended up back here in Texas, though. Yes, finishing up playing another year. Yes, for the SMU Mustangs. Yeah, pony up. What brought pony you back up. here then? Uh, so actually, I actually read or I redshirted my senior year because I had a foot injury after the UCLA game my junior year. So redshirted that last season at Cal, and then we had a new coaching staff come in with Justin Wilcox, four and go Bears. But um, actually redshirted and had you know had a conversation with the coaching staff and everything as far as like where I was in the depth chart, and I was like, you know what. Maybe it's time to transfer. Maybe it's time to, you know, you know, you, you know, do what's better for me. And, you know, we had a whole system change and everything, too. So I was kind of better, you know, equipped for the SMU staff. So after that, Coach Dykes was over at TCU. Then he got hired as the SMU head coach uh, around the bowl game. It was about two weeks before the bowl game. Oh, yeah. And um, from there, he called me up. And I was like, hey, Coach, what's up? He's like, do you want to play? And I was like, yeah, sure. So, you know, came back home. You know, I'm from Frisco originally, so it's only 30 minutes down south. Yeah, and uh, it just worked out perfectly. It just worked out perfectly. What did you go to school for? So undergrad, I did um, environmental sciences, so data science. And then in my grad, I did uh, sport management. So I just graduated this past, about two weeks ago after I finished my internship. Two weeks ago? Yeah, about two weeks ago. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that fresh. Yeah. So, well, yeah, congrats. it was super Good. fresh. Well, yeah. I, well, you know, I, I graduated, yeah. you know, you know, quote unquote, um, back in May. But, you know, my you know, like actual paperwork mm-hmm. and paper came through, you know, just official. A few, yeah, yeah, official. To make it official. Exactly. 
So what about those ponies? How are they looking right now? Oh, they're looking great Good, right, right now. They're looking real. We just beat TCU coming off a real high, but uh, it's week to week. You know, it's zero, you know, zero, zero right now, you know, going into that uh, game. Who do we have? Tulsa, I believe, this week. So um, going into that week, um, I think uh, my guys, uh, Delonte Scott, you know, Richard Moore will be back. Um, that transfer from Texas, Shane, I don't really know him personally, but, you know, great guy, and I think Dice is going to get him right. So I think, uh, I think we might go undefeated this season, so I'm feeling good. Where are you watching your ponies play right now? Are you there? Uh, <clears throat> Excuse uh, me. Are you there, or are you home with friends? Are you yeah, out? Yeah, home with friends. You, and usually, you know, at my job, I, I you know, actually close on the weekends. So usually I'm at Fieldhouse USA kind of watching them on my screen, like not working. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, just pushing away my all my responsibilities at work and running to the TV and watching that. Don't tell and, your uh, boss that Oh, no, he, he he's the one who put the game on for me. Okay. He's like, man, go over there and watch the game. Well, I mean, so. Fieldhouse is a good place to watch. There's a million TV oh, a screens million in TVs, there. So. And there's only like two games on, which we need to fix. But, you know, uh, as, as some will work on, though. Do you, will you get to go to home games, though? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm planning to go, um, I forgot which game, it's not Cincinnati, it's one of the other ones in later October that I'm planning to go to, but um, I'm going to bring some of the kids that I train out there with me, and I'm going to have a little field trip and kind of, you know, introduce them to the guys and the coaching staff and everything, so I'm really excited about that. Let's talk about that. So you were a sports science Matt, your sport management. Okay, sport management, sorry. Yes. Data science, sport management. Yeah. Got those two confused. No, you're good. Um, and you have started a business involving football. Is exactly, it just football yeah. or is it all sports training? So, so right now it is all sports, but right now we're really just focused on football just because, I mean, that's what I play and that's what I, you know, I kind of know and, you know, something that I feel really good about. Um, right now I did open up, you know, coordination training for all sports, so volleyball, uh, lacrosse, basketball, everything that's okay. kind of like, you know, all incorporated. But, I mean, right now all the guys I'm really training, it's probably about 95%. Um, football. football. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on like, how are, how are you preparing kids or, you know, is it all just physical training or are you kind of talking other, you know, mindset and coachability and those kinds definitely, of things too? Definitely. Yeah. So, so our method is eyes, hands and feet. So that's like actually, you know, how we kind of train them just, you know, starting off first day with me. So eyes, you know, you have to be able to see where you're going, right? You know, feet, you know, they're really important because they help you get to where you're seeing, right? And then hands actually, you know, you know, finishing the move, you know, finishing whatever you have to do. So that's kind of our method right there. And then, you know, honestly, it has to be 50-50 physical and, and mental because a lot of my guys want to play safety positions, want to play quarterback, want to play receivers. And these are those high intellect positions, you know, same with defensive line and offensive line. But all, every position in football is high intellect. So you have to understand understand what you're doing because guess what if you don't somebody else will or you're going to screw up in a really big place right. so um one thing that i always kind of tell my guys is we have to have the iq part of it we have to have the football knowledge part of it. and that's how you know i kind of train that's like a big you know probably the biggest part of my training is the iq part of it and developing you know how you're supposed to see things in the future not right now right because you know let's say we have 11 guys in the football field like nobody's moving you know right now i mean after i say hut everybody's gonna be moving doing different things you have to understand how everything works together so I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. I mean, so. I've never played football. Yeah, yeah, no. Minus really... powder puff in high school. But oh, like, exactly. you know. And even there you gotta know something, nah, right? Not so. really. <laughs> not really. But I've never thought about it that way. I just assumed, you know, training training business kids that you're like, you know, y'all are just doing reps and and workouts. Yeah, so. yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people think that and kind of come into it thinking, okay, just hop on the ladders. You know, I'm going to throw you the ball, you know, run as fast as you can. Which you, you know, can do anywhere. Line, which you can do anywhere. So really what se- you know, you know, you know, separates us from, you know, everybody else and all these other coaches who are charging these, you know, exuberant, um, you know, you know, um, you know, amounts of money is actually teaching them, hey, man, like, I want to teach you football. 
at its most basic level, I want to teach you football because I love football so much, and I was, you know, blessed enough to understand and come from, you know, you know, you know, you know, Marty Secord's program at, at Wakeland, where he actually taught us football, and then going to Cal with Sonny Dykes, and being, um, and then being with Wilcox, so, you know, one of the probably the best defensive minds in football right now. I was blessed to be with him for a year, and then even coming back with Dyke staff and being with um, Randall Joyner. I mean, these guys were all high IQ, high just intellect guys, and it was just, you know, I was really blessed and I was really lucky to kind of have these guys around me because now it's like coaching just comes naturally because if you asked me five years ago to go out there and coach a kid I probably would have I would have just kind of fell on my knees and be like help please somebody. but you got such good coaching Definitely. and obviously you absorbed it exactly and so you're using it exactly and sharing that mm-hmm. sharing exactly. that with others I think I read something probably you tweeted that said about um being coachable being being correctable. Yes. So do you talk to your kids about about that yes. mindset? That yes. you know what well, you may be what you think you think exactly. you are all that, but and, you gotta be flexible, right? And and let me tell you about this guy named Grayson Gordon. So this guy, you know, his dad, you know, big wig, great guy, you know, he works I mean, I'm not even I think he works in insurance or his dad, you know, his dad makes a lot of money, right? He lives in Frisco, Texas. And um, you know, his dad kinda reached out to me, you know, through email. He's like, Hey, you know, my kid can do this, he can do that and I'm just kinda reading the email like, Okay, you know, he's good. He, you know, He'll be solid. And uh, he came to my first day of training, and you can tell this kid had so much confidence. This kid just had, he had it all. You know, he had the smile, he had the laugh, he had the movements, he had everything. But on my first drill, he wasn't listening. And I'm like, come on, man, like you have every gift available. You have every gift. Mm -hmm. A lot of gifts that I didn't even have, you know, you have everything, but guess what you don't have right now? The mind, you know, you don't have the mindset right. You don't have the mindset. And being correctable, why I say that is people always say coachable, be coachable, be coachable. What does that really mean? It's all about being correctable, right? So if I'm telling you your mistake, like, do you have enough you know, aptitude to know what you're doing wrong and then be able to fix it the way I'm telling you to fix it? Because right. I'm not going to give you the wrong way to do it. I'm going to give you the right way to do it. So um, with that example right there, that's a kid who had every physical talent. I mean, just so many things going for him. He's going to be a great player in the future. Um, I go to his game on Saturday. I mean, he had two pick sixes. A great kid, just great family and everything. Yeah. But that mindset, that's the one thing that can kind of deviate him right. from Right, but he that's wants. the first step. He's got the skills. So the mind you can fix, too. Yeah. You can, yeah. you know, he just has to flip a switch and be willing exactly. to, to exactly. be correctable. Exactly. But that's some of that's vulnerability, too. Mm-hmm. If you say you're the coach, like you said, you're not going to tell him the wrong way to do it. Exactly. But you have to put yourself out there mm-hmm. to be the athlete that tries it. It's going to feel weird. You probably might, you know, fall in whatever you're doing exactly. and look stupid, do it wrong a few times, whatever it is. And it, you thought you were doing it perfect. And then your coach is telling you change yeah. it up exactly. and it's going to be awkward. So you got to, that's probably hard for your young athletes yeah. to and be willing going, to do. And kind of going off of that, I mean, this kid, I mean, guess what? The way you're doing it right now, it's wrong, but guess what? You're going to get past and beat everybody else around you just because you're bigger and faster and stronger than right now. But guess what? When they get better technique, when, you know, three, four years down the line, then you're going to get beat. Because right now, all that, all like the bad technique and everything can go past. Like yeah. That can, that, you, you still know, that get, can get through. through. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, once you get older and then, when, you know, once everybody catches up to you, you know, that's where it sets you apart. So. Yeah, you you got to have all the other stuff to back it up. Exactly. So, what's your business called? Uh, that's Game Sports. That's Game Sports. That's Game Sports. But then you also spend time at Fieldhouse, like I you do. said, I and do. you I do. you deal with football camps there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, flag football camps. Well, well, actually, just just football camps. So we actually have flag football leagues and everything. But yeah, football camps and then front desk staff and then you know parties, everything else, kind of that kind of you know runs. I'm sorry about that, but everything that kind of runs, you know, the Fieldhouse. But but really, my you know my focus areas is the football camp. Yeah, and for those of us who don't know Fieldhouse USA, now now I shouldn't have said us. Yeah. I am <laughs> very familiar with. Fieldhouse. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sports parent, so 
I feel like I've spent lots of time yeah. at Fieldhouse. I think we because, all spent way yeah, too much time there. I've yeah. got kids that have played, let's see, I've had cheerleaders come through there and volleyball players and um, basketball and that's just one kid. And a lacrosse. I was there this weekend for a lacrosse. Yeah. yeah indoor yeah, on, yeah, the, yeah, on the yeah, turf. Yeah, camp. We did camp this weekend. No, right? like like her lacrosse league actually oh, played league. their games oh, there Sunday oh, night. I thought it was a camp. Okay, so it was, it was, a, it was a league. Frisco okay. Fury is playing indoor in the fall there to avoid uh, some rain out situations. Understandable. So lacrosse is over there in the turf. And then other kid plays basketball there. And that might be it for him, basketball there. And then my husband play soccer on the turf there every now okay, and then yeah. mm-hmm. when he rotates he around league. from <clears throat> other <laughs> other indoor sports facilities. <laughs> but um, gosh, I don't think I've personally had any sports yeah. activities inside Fieldhouse, but I've done my fair share of sitting in the bleachers. Definitely. Watching definitely. and listening to all those dang whistles. Yeah, it's a lot going on. There's a lot facility. going on yeah, in got there. Eight, yeah, eight courts. You know, we have seven other counts. We have Exos in there. We have Dallas Patriots, Sure Athletics. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's too much. You know, you walk in and I think for me, I kind of just kind of take it all out and I kind of like, you know, put the put the earphones on. But other <laughs> people walk in, it's just so much going on. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is a normal day, man. Right. This is a regular it day It is for a me. lot. Yeah. That's, I, think I'm, I think I'm used to it now. I'm yeah. kind of, you know, getting numb to it. Except yeah. when I'm like into watching a kid's basketball game mm-hmm. and I hear a whistle on the next court and I swear yeah, it was yeah, on my court. You're over here. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. But anyway, I love it because yeah. Fieldhouse is so Frisco. Yeah. Like it's yeah, so, it, is. it really which is. is. It really is. It really I mean, is. The saying a lot. Like that's a yeah. loaded thing, Frisco with sports. But, um, and I love sports and I love Frisco, but there's a lot of, um, Powerfully emotionally charged yeah. parents and kids in there. It's too much sometimes. Sometimes. It's too much sometimes. Sometimes they need to rein it in and yeah. get back to the realization that these are children yeah. playing sports. Let exactly. them have a little bit of fun and chill out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so cool. Well, thank you for taking your time out today. Of I know course. you hopped over here. We're just a skip away from Fieldhouse. You yeah, probably could have walked over yeah, here to well, our studio. Yeah, no, well, not in Texas, but yeah, anywhere yeah. else I could have. Yeah. Right. Not in this... <laughs> summer feeling heat in Texas. But I appreciate you taking the time um, and learning your story. So I didn't know all about your basketball and football background, so I'm glad to know it. And next time you guys are in Fieldhouse, say hello to Noah Westerfield. Please do. Thank you so much for having me.